Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And uh, big thanks to uh, Terry and that next, last week was great. Um, filled in wonderful for me. So hopefully all went well. And uh, I was just down in, in Vegas at the gift show. And actually the hardware show was on at the same time. So it was pretty cool. So it was, uh, we we're pretty lucky. And not that you don't want to go to Vegas more often, but usually they have the hardware show in May. So they had it on at the same time. So anyways, it just uh, made it very convenient that uh, on that kind of trip, I just had to do one trip down there, which was pretty cool. Big show, lots of stuff going on. So anyways, we got all that done. And again, big thanks to Terry and Dave McIver for filling in for me. And uh, hopefully it uh, it all went well. And we're back in. Felt like summer, almost early spring yesterday. Things were melting. Things are feeling good. Kath Smyth's going to call in in a little bit. She's going to let us know they have a, a Think Spring event coming up next weekend. So they're going to uh, – Kath is going to fill us in on that. And uh, – and let us know everything that's going on down there with the Hort Society, and it's a it's a great little group to join if you if you have a chance. And uh, Terry Kemper will be joining me, and and uh, actually he's already there. Good morning, Terry. Hey, good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing <clears throat> doing real good here. How are you? Good, good, good to see you this week too. Down in the office, you're you and uh, Lisa are working on the. Uh, Proven Winners um, program that's going to be mm -hmm. happening at Spruce It Up this year. So yeah, that's getting that, exciting. Yeah, keeping that going. So um, yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, I was, I'm always excited for, for spring, but particularly this year, um, just with this uh, the Proven Winners destination, it's going to be um, it's going to be lots of fun uh, at the Garden Center this year. So looking forward to that. Absolutely, yeah, all kinds of. Uh, all kinds of good stuff this spring. We're looking forward to it. We have a, a great lineup of plants and uh, been working with our growers. We have quite a few growing partners that we work with that uh, we trust that they'll, we let them do the growing and, uh, <laughs> and then we do. Otherwise, I'd need about 100 acres. Like people ask, well, how come you don't grow? Um, well, one thing is to, unless you're growing year round, it's just not cost effective. So That's we right. would ha we would have uh, empty houses um, for over half the year, or we, if we less, we tried to grow something else. But we'd also need about a hundred acres because the amount of plants that we go through that. So we let our pro growers grow, and and when you see a different growing greenhouse compared to a retail greenhouse, it's it's totally different. And uh, same with a nursery, Terry, right? Because they're they're utilizing every square inch of the growing surface, and the different um, temperatures at different stages, different plants. And yeah, the time we get it, them, yeah, yeah, they've got it down to a, a real science. Um, having been uh, into a number of those, I mean, they just do what they do so well uh, that uh, yeah, it just makes it tough to even consider trying to. To do what you know to do that here uh in calgary um and uh yeah so we, well, we leave that up to just them. the costs right like just trying to guess like this year december and january even november 
were a lot colder. So you, you try to budget in your, your heat costs because really you start seeding a lot of those plants in January. And then if you get that cold weather, like your costs just go through the roof. So it's just, it's nice when they have a lot more consistent growing temperatures in a lot of the areas that do the growing for us. And uh, so it just, it just keeps our cost in line. And, uh, and so we can, and the quality too, cause they, they grow them and certain timing. We say, Hey, we need them this time. We need them blooming here. We need them doing this. And they have all that down packed. So anyway, it's pretty, pretty, awesome little uh, arrangement i know when i was at sunnyside i was the head grower and it was it was we we grew to grow everything but obviously a little smaller um not going through as many plants as as some what we do today and and but we had a full 15 acres of growing almost there so it was it was a it was a it was a big job and uh and uh, natural gas prices were a little bit um <laughs> less expensive but still even back then i remember a couple months i remember saying this is way back like in the 90s or even early late 80s of like sixteen thousand a month like something like that right like is when you have all those heaters going and so it's uh there's a lot of cost going on so it's you have to be efficient and to keep our prices and keep the quality in line so anyways i'm glad we do it the way we do it i we have enough going on terry that uh I couldn't imagine growing everything now. And, and most garden centers, there's a few up in northern Alberta that still grow some a lot, some of their stuff, probably 20, 30%. Um, but a lot of them, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it is, it does feel good. Like I, I would still love to be able to grow some, some things. Uh, and maybe in the new place when we get to finally build and, uh, and uh, finish, hopefully do a reno, we can, uh, have maybe a little growing area where we do some stuff. Got a do quick question. Stuff? Yeah. Welcome yeah. back, Merle. It says, where is the gift show held in Vegas? And can anyone go? I really want to see that. I'm usually in Vegas around this time of year. Jane, actually, you can't go. And they're very strict on who gets in, which is, I, I'm fortunate. And fortunately, they do. Um, you have to be, you have to have a retail license. And they're very strict on, again, I know we had, uh, we brought Lisa down with us this year, and just to get her a badge, like it, you have to forward business cards, your business license, some tax information, and and then once you go there, they check your card, they check your ID. So they're really really strict because this is where, and it's at the World Trade Center, sort of by the North Outlet Malls. It's the big thing beside it, and they. Um, it's sort of where all the retailers, not sort of where all, but that's where all the retailers go um, from North America and actually all over the world. I've seen quite a few people from South America there th this time, um, quite a few people from Europe. And it's sort of our shopping mall to find all the wares and sort of, and a lot of our prototypes. So they, they produce something and then if they find the enough people liking it, then that goes into production. Um, or if stuff is carried over two or three years, they already know it's good, so it'll be in the lineup still. But there's floors and floors, and being a garden center, we have to be careful. Um, there's lots of shiny objects, and I'm bad <laughs> for that, um, for getting distracted. So it's you can veer off real quickly into uh, into a different category where you shouldn't be. So 
we really tried to stay focused in being a, a garden center, bringing the best garden products um, we can find for you. And, uh, and, and I'm very, I'm very happy. We have, uh, we've done a, a good job again. We have a really nice set and lots of inventory for the spring. Um, just like the plants, um, we're going to have the best selection of pots and, and accessories that you can find in Calgary. So lots of great colors, lots of different pots, all kinds of different things to go with, uh, with all your plants. So anyways, looking forward to that. And then Terry's looked after, the perennials and the trees and shrubs. I know he has a lot of new stuff and a lot of older stuff all lined up for spring. So it's exciting when the days get a little bit longer, like it uh, stays light past 4.30 now, Terry. Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice to see that. It lets us know that it, it's there, it's coming, right? It's on, mm-hmm. it's on the horizon, but uh, still a little bit longer um, before we can get too carried away. But uh, no, really, really nice to see that. Absolutely. And uh, just got another text. It's kind of cool. I've been seeing a couple of these on Instagram. Um, Good morning, Merle. My wife gave me an electric composter as an early birthday present. I saw the peer later guy deliver it. Is there a rule of thumb as how much compost to add to our veggie garden and house plants? I've attached a photo, which is pretty amazing. Last night's food scraps, onion skin, strawberry stems, cucumber ends, coffee grounds, and eggshells. Um, and it's produced this gorgeous-looking compost. I, I, I guess I would be careful. I would maybe try to test it um, and see, like, do a soil, get one of those soil test kits. And I think you just got to be careful. Too much sometimes isn't good. But if it puts it through the composting process, because um, if you put raw compost on your plants – it'll suck all the nitrogen out of it. So I'm assuming this has gone through the process. And uh, this is something I I would like to look into even getting into the store. Um, If we could carry them, I've I've contacted a few different brands and different things. And uh, it's just something I I think is, it's kind of a cool little um, thing, but I think I would, I would plant it up, do a couple soil tests and, uh, and sort of see what it says. It are is in there and try a little bit at first and but first i'd find out what the nitrogen um potassium phosphate is in that and sort of what what kind of uh nutrients are going to be in there before you start adding it too too much to all your to all your plants but outside doing the top dressing of that it, it looks great looks nice and coarse nice and fibrous um I think it's it's great. If you don't mind, maybe send me another text um, with the brand that you got there, and it just seems great. So, anyways, kind of cool, Terry. All these yeah, uh, nice looking stuff. That that picture he sent was like, wow. I wouldn't hesitate to put that in my garden, but like you say, the aging um, part of it have to investigate that more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is kind of cool. That's in one night. This did it overnight. Yeah. That, that's um You don't very, feel so bad sometimes throwing out a few scraps, right? <laughs> yeah, like you it do, goes yeah. right into well, you well, I couldn't eat it on, so I'm I'm good there because I was full. I didn't have to stuff myself, which <laughs> I, I can tend to do and maybe once happened and then <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed the plants instead. Yeah. So anyways. 
That's good. We better take a quick break. And then when we get back, Kath Smythe will be joining us, Terry. She's going to fill us in on what's going on down at the Calvary Hort Society. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And they got you covered down at the Calgary Hort Society. And we have Kath Smythe. Good morning, Kath. Morning, Merle. I hear you're feeling better, which is good. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a momentary glitch. <laughs> ah, it happens. It happens. It does. There's been a lot of bit of that going around, so yes. people are, um, yeah, getting a little sick here and there, and the change wow. of the weather and. Well, blah, I blah, think blah. It's, it's just because I'm getting spring fever personally. Absolutely. <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, and it's part of it. Eh, we're all out and good. It's uh, it's good. So what's there's a big event happening next weekend on Saturday. It's called yes, Think Spring. February 11th is Think Spring, and it's nice. presented by Greengate Garden Center. And we're celebrating 115 years by looking back while thinking ahead this year. So oh, nice. And and actually, I'm kind. I'm going to fan out a bit here, so you guys have to bear with me. Okay, John well. Forty is our keynote speaker. And he is the heirloom gardener, and I've followed him for a number of years. He's a he's a garden historian, an ethnobotanist, and like myself, he's a phenologist, which means he follows the cycles of the moon, which I think is very cool. And he will do a history. I'm not sure how much history he's putting in this talk because his other big thing is is slow food and and producing food crops so and this is down at the new Cary Hort Society location actually it's all online Merle oh really yeah and all you have to do is go to calhart.org and book yourself a ticket okay yeah nice and, and then, then the afternoon a... is a whole bunch of local experts and we're going to all have a talk about some of the history of public gardens in Calgary to gardening like your grandparents did. And I think it will be um, quite an event. I don't know if I want to garden like my grandparents, you know. Really? I think gardens evolve so much more, and I think we just <laughs> do it so much better nowadays. I don't know. Well, we That's one thing I some... think that evolved, that we, we do such a good, I don't know, you know what I mean? Gardening back then was to survive, I think. <laughs> yeah, but aren't we doing that now, Merle? Let's make a point here. We we all are going to need to produce some of our own food at some point or another. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. and, my, and I admired my grandfather. He was a straight-line gardener. You know, everything no, had to and be I, in and line. No disregard to it, and I've learned a lot of stuff from my mom just – helping her out in the garden and watching well, exactly. her throw. And I mean, where, you know, as well as taking some of the educational events, it's, it's, it's really great. I mean, but Absolutely. I mean, if you want to learn some new methodology, et cetera, I'm going to do a online learning program and it's called growing your own food. And it starts in March and it's four parts. And we'll talk about everything from, <laughs> I want to say soup to nuts, but I shan't. Yeah. 
I, I, it's it's going to be a really good growing, way to make yourself grew. accessible for a way of learning yeah. about food. And if you're really just a beginner, it's going to be that way. Yeah. And we've started a new program in partnership with the City of Calgary's Circular Economy Initiative. And we're offering free or low-cost talks and presentations in the community about growing food and waste reduction and affordability and sustainability are kept in part of it. So, it, and that's part of it. And I, and I, it, growing food, it it is. If you follow the basic fundamentals, it, it can be very um, rewarding. Um, but I just, I always, always stress to people like, don't jump in with both feet. Like, just go in slowly, start out smaller. Yes. Um, because it's it's overwhelming too, and you can really, you can you can work you can wreck it for yourself, right? Like well, if you, you go do. You overburden. Your, I'm going to grow this and this and this. I usually tell people to get out their favorite recipes and look at the vegetables that they use in their recipes, or what vegetables you're eating the most, and go that way. Pick out yeah. the things you like. Pick pick out things that, that are, are easy re- to grow. Like talk to the someone at the garden center. That's right. Um, and and or take cast course and and t- like radishes some lettuce things that are really really quite easy and start out with seed tape if they're offered seed tape with carrots 100 percent get it um yes. i know but bury it deeply the so the magpie doesn't steal the end of the white tape <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah this flies away yeah, yeah all we, of a sudden we... you're looking out your window and there goes the magpie with your seed tape Again. No, absolutely. But it, there's just a few fundamentals this that make it fun and successful. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, I've I've talked to lots of people, and sometimes you just do too much, and uh, and it can be overwhelming, and 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 ends up being a job, or you just you can't do it, and it's overtaken with weeds, and you just you just you walk come home and you look outside and think, oh my god, <laughs> I, I can't go out there. And then there's the ambition of it all. I know people, and I used to be one of them, that grow 20 tomato plants. Yeah. and and That's a lot of tomatoes. Well, to be perfectly honest, there's still some in my basement. Yeah. You know, I, mind I you, they're doing pretty good in the cold, and they, I'm, having, I'm still enjoying them, but pretty soon here, I have to make this coming year, my new resolution this garden season is I am only going to grow six tomato plants, except that on my seed list, I have 12 new varieties I want to try. Oh, nice. So uh, <laughs> I have to Okay, Kath, go. we'll just go back to this. Uh, and this, the, the event starts, it's next Saturday, February 11th. Yes, that's sort of um, almost What time like is John coming on? Sorry? What time John is, John is on at 9 a.m. And the okay, tickets so it's, online so are for $15 for members and 25 for non-member. Okay, and if you pay it, will it? can you save it? Like, it Well, actually, either... the program will be available for a full week after the the actual show, actual program. Okay, good. So that way if someone, if you yeah. do sleep in. If they in miss or one if, yeah. or if they want to watch it again, it's available that way. Okay, awesome. Yeah, awesome. and, and I mean, you and can then buy, it, you can do it all online. That's right, exactly. Okay. And we have a new year of designing your yard classes coming up. Remember, we took everybody shopping at your store. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. Was a good, I enjoyed that. We're going to try and do that again. Awesome. And you know, we're going to talk about designing your plan and 
reduce water consumption, and of course, visiting local garden centers. So that's what we're going to try and do. So, awesome, and uh, and we're lucky. We have a we have a good uh, group of garden centers here in Calgary, sort of spread out through the city, which is uh, from it's pretty good. You got uh, so and 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 support them because that's where that's you right. get the good information. I sometimes I go on some of those sites. Actually, we got to take a break. Oh. Do you want to just hang out with them? We'll just finish up when we get back. Kat? Sure, sure. All right, let's take a break for the news and uh, uh, Terry and uh, Kath and I'll come back right after that. You're listening to. Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and we're just going to finish up with Cass Smythe. She's calling in from the Calgary Horse Society, and she they have an event um, going on online next weekend on February the 11th. And, Cass, uh, did we miss anything that you want to add to that? Um, not really. I I wanted to say we're celebrating a year in our new office at Richmond Green Park. It's quite I exciting. Can't, that's gone by quick, eh? Yeah, it has. And we're really excited because they're going to do some more park planning, quote unquote. <laughs> and yeah. we're going to get more space for our gardens and things. Oh, nice. Well, it's, that's kind of nice that you can contribute to that, though, as well, right? Well, it is. It is. We're we're quite fascinating. We only hope we can be as popular as the disc golfers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they had some issues a little while going on too, or something with that. I can't remember seeing something on the news, wow. but uh, yeah, hopefully they can all get along. Those disc golfers and well, and, you know and, what? They're and, there and in gardeners. the winter. They're all winter long. They're out there. Well, that's awesome. It's fascinating. So, it's a great park, though. I mean, we're quite excited to be a part of it, so it's nice. But yeah, you don't realize how big it is when until you drive by and you kind of look over. I haven't really paid as much attention when I drive by, but I know you guys had moved there, so I kind of look in there a bit more. You'll it's have quite to come expensive. for a visit, Merle. It's quite exciting. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I know you'll have to uh, have me over for uh, for uh, a visit and a little tour. Yeah, you and, should come. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's you, what I was hoping you that you guys. The I other day. I was hoping this was going to be a, a live event, so hopefully you guys get back to that. Well, we soon. are. We've got that in the works. It's going to come. We're hoping to do a few more live events this coming year, and of course, the garlic fair was in person last year, so we're going to do it in person this year. And absolutely, we no, will it's, it's just, hopefully build from there. Online is good, but it is it is it's nice when you can feel in touch and that's right and and uh, and do all that kind of good stuff. So okay, and anyway, just like going to the garden center, right? It's hard to that's right buy a petunia online. It's just so much nicer when you go pick out your own and you do your well, stuff. Well, you see, to me, there's nothing like a garden center, and I if I have to say anything about lockdown, I really missed it. You oh, know, and it's, actually, but that's where we were lucky, and we chatted about this a while ago. Um, with some people that it was a, a, it was an escape for for so many people. That's because right. The first year we went through it, um, we didn't have the mask mandate or anything. So you, when you went to your garden centers, it was almost like a COVID free zone. We were kind of lucky. Everyone just came. We, we were able to shop. We did the social distancing, and yeah. so many people just came to get away. They go, God, it's just so nice to to be somewhere. That's and, right. And, and so, yeah, we were very fortunate, and uh, and and we all went through it pretty well. So that was uh, that was good. I'm glad we could. Uh, well, anywhere I'm with glad plants, we went Merle. through that. Any yeah. anywhere with plants is a good place. 
Yeah, and what it did, though, yeah, I, I always try to find some positives out of things. It, it brought in a lot of new gardeners, mm-hmm. and it made people sit back and, and see that uh, quality of life and, and gardening and doing some of those little things um, are very important. So I'm... Yeah, you can't just look at it, it as all bad. So there was some very bad stuff, obviously. But <laughs> um, but out of a positive, I, I think uh, we all, if you sit back and look at what you went through, um, you can pull quite a bit of that out of that. So that's right. Anyways, all right, Kath. So thank you so much. And if thank you need you. to, you can go to the calorie and that's fifteen dollars for members, twenty five for non members. And uh, I think it's going to be great money just to even hear John Forty. So that's just me. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks, Kath. Thanks, Merle. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye bye. All right. Uh, so there you go, Terry. You know what you're doing next Saturday. Eh? You can sign up for uh, the Think Spring event at the org. No, Terry? Uh, maybe Terry. I maybe lost him. He seems to be gone. Nope, I'm, um, I'm right here. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It caught you off guard. You thought you could maybe sneak off and grab a coffee where I, uh, <laughs> no. I was chatting with Kathy. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I know that uh, Think Spring sounds, uh, that sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, no, it's kind of, if you could fill me in, because uh, starting at nine, that's a long day for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, uh, when, I, when, I, when I bought my first home um, <clears throat> many many years ago, um, I didn't uh, didn't have a, a much of a, a clue of what I was doing. So yeah. I, I liked gardening. Uh, I knew I wanted to garden, but um, I did find the the Calgary Horse Society um, was a little timid, little intimidated at first, but um, probably the best decision I ever made. Um, was getting a membership to the Calgary Horse Society. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just a, sharing, a wealth of information out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'd encourage that uh, even new gardeners that, um, you know, want to start doing um, some gardening and I'm not sure where to start, I think this this event would be a great place to, to jump in. Absolutely. And it's uh, and you learn a lot. People love to share. You get a discount at um, all, I think most of our, all the garden centers around town, I know we offer a 15% discount yep. for Hort members. Um, so it really, your first time, your first couple, depending on what you're buying, if you got a new home or doing a bit of landscaping, you save the the membership right off membership the bat just on your first, yeah, really, yeah, really on your first shopping. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. So Terry, we got uh, starting to get some calls or some texts here. If you want to call us, actually, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255, if you like to give us a call. Got a quick text here, Terry, on – good morning, Merle. I was thinking of pruning my apple trees today. Does it matter that they're still full of leaves and all three trees only dropped 50%? What's with that? Thank you, Michael. What are your thoughts there, Terry? Um apple trees i generally will go out um I, I think it might be just a to me a little bit early um i'll generally go out in in march uh it's kind of when i start thinking of, of doing some of that pruning um on the apple trees 
Yeah, especially if you're taking some bigger branches. If you're taking yeah. some that are just hitting you in the head every time you you walk by and uh, things like that, um, definitely um, if you're doing some thinning out, a couple of things. But um, with the leaves on, that just they just didn't drop because we on part of it, and that does happen. That might have been next fall. You might want to just maybe uh, there's certain times where like in September – we kind of want to reduce our watering and then water heavy again in October. Because sometimes if we water heavy right through August, September, October, the plants will not drop their leaves at some point. So um, so that could have been, they could have just been a bit moister all the way through and it didn't trigger them to do that. But pruning them with the leaves on is totally fine. And you'll see that um, we had lots of trees in our neighborhood that had um, lots of leaves and they've just been blown off over the winter here and and not an issue but uh, if you're doing some bigger heavy pruning um some of it you might want to weight off but just if you are doing it and, and you can do it now um you just want to make sure you're doing the proper pruning crisscrossing branches dead damage or diseased and just the crisscrossing on your apples and somewhat topping them a little bit it depends if they're just going straight up you might want to do a bit of topping on them just to start getting them to grow sideways so the harvest and and get them to span out a bit wider and not straight up and that will make a big difference um as you start to get fruit and uh for harvesting and just the strength and structure of your tree and we better take a quick break terry you're right. listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and I'm here with Terry Kemper. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And we do have Sheila on the line. Good morning, Sheila. Yes, good morning. Yes, I was wondering in my garden if I plant heirloom vegetables and just the hybrid, do they cross-pollinate? Um. They they sometimes can, but for the most part, they don't. Um, Terry, any thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm with you, Merle. I, I, I don't know that um, that they would. It's not something that I have a lot of experience with, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've, I've not grown the heirlooms um, at all, so um, I tend to be a, a pretty lean veggie uh, <laughs> gardener. Um, but uh... yeah, there, there's lots of like on the West Coast seeds. Like, we have a large variety of the of the heirloom seeds. So I, I think for the most part, I, I don't think they they won't cross pollinate. Is that sort of what you're worried about? Then you're harvesting the seeds and things. Yeah, or? I, I thought maybe I'd try. You know, saving it. I remember my grandma used to save her tomatoes and and save the seeds from them. Of course, that's years ago. But uh, I was just wondering if that's person is able to do that if you have heritage and heirloom not i mean have heirloom and hybrid in the same garden. yeah I, I think like if you have your tomatoes growing right beside each other there's a chance they could cross pollinate and things like uh-huh. that but i think for the most part um you're going to be safe and if you're just saving the seed off of that fruit and uh-huh. then regrowing that fruit um you'll be totally fine yeah, even like peas or beans or whatever. Some, I know she used to save them. Of course, it's Absolutely. years ago, like I said. And and I don't even know if they had hybrid in those days, but I know she used to save her own seeds lots of times. So, 
Yeah, no, and and for the most part, most seeds that you get in the garden centers are non-GMO or or a, a close to a heir, heirloom variety. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I I know there's been a lot of talk, and people think that they're all, um, done. Something is done to them, but majority of them are non-GMO. Um, Hair, heirloom we have quite a few varieties but some of the ones that they have hybrid um a lot of times they are better now like they've made them like even most of the tomatoes that you are growing in the store or at like in production growing are grafted and what they do oh. is they find out they find a tomato that grows really well up top and produces really good fruit but needs a better root system so they find a really strong root system and then of a plant and then they 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 graft like when they're tiny like when they're only an inch high and they just slice it and then they stick it on then they have this little plastic like a cast for a leg that break and it slides (laughs) over top like a sleeve and Uh then it heals but yeah no there's and that's a lot of um of tomatoes are grafted tomatoes and well, I know even in the garden here, like if you have a hybrid tomato, they do produce a lot better and bigger tomatoes than than if you have an heirloom one. But yeah, no, and there's some varieties of the heirloom that just do really wonderful, but yeah. a lot of them um and don't. And and so some of the things that they've done with the hybriding has actually been really quite good, and uh-huh. it enables things to grow in places where they wouldn't grow, but. Uh, also you see some of the things they've done with some stuff so that's what i mean so most of the retail seeds you're getting are non-gmo um, they're yeah. not genetically modified but they are hybrid so they're and and just uh ease people's minds on that so they're not mm-hmm. they're not getting um things like that it's just like all like most of the fruit trees in alberta it's like to be able to grow a lot of the apples and things that we grow they have to be grafted onto a hardy rootstock Otherwise, we couldn't grow anything here. Yeah, that's what I've heard, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a hard so, time growing them anyway because the deer eat them up. I live out in the country, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there could be a million trees out there, but oh. you plant anything new in the yard, they got to come in and visit. And, oh, if they uh, don't eat what... them up, they scrub on them and then kill them that's off. That's the hard part. Yeah, no, yeah. they just love And Actually, where I'm staying right now, there's this. the moose comes by, and there's some big aspens that we had planted years ago. And that this thing reaches up and it's torn off like ten feet up, about oh, yeah. a three mm-hmm. or four foot strip of of the bark, and but yeah, but there's a, a million aspen trees where he could go do that, but no, no, he has <laughs> yeah. to come wander through and <laughs> what do you got going here? Yeah, and, uh, and then help <laughs> yeah, they're a real a nuisance, and then you got voles and mice and stuff too under the snow one. Oh, yep, I so a lot know. of that is keep the snow away from the trunk of your tree. Put those little uh, the poison traps out there. Um, or a really, really tight wire around the trunk of your trees um, to help protect them from the mice. Yeah, but yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you have to get that really small, like the really small squares, like the, the Yeah, I know, wire. I've had some of those too in other places, yeah. But I don't know if you can get your finger in, a mouse can get in, I don't know, they're just unreal lately. Oh, no, it's amazing what they can, how they can get into things. Like, they yeah, can they shrink sure their can. body and get through things. But anyways, thanks, Sheila. Okay, and well, thanks that for your help. I'll give that a try anyway. Okay, thanks, okay, thank Sheila. You. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, we got to take another break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Ro Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper. 
Um, and if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And we do have a couple texts in the in there. Um, got a picture of this succulent has grown out with a long arm. Can I cut it off, divide it, and replant the part I cut off? What caused this kind of growth? Thanks. I appreciate your advice. Those are this. That's the echeveria. And this, as they grow older, they kind of, they, they do that. They grow and they just keep growing out and sort of crawl along and they kind of lose their, their, their bottom. That one looks like it's definitely, I would transplant that whole pot that you got going. You have a big jade in there. Um, looks like you have a calancho, some yeah, there's a couple lot going other on things. In there. Yeah, and that cavaria. But yeah, yeah, with those succulents, you can take cuttings really easy. Um, they don't mind that at all. And I don't think that lily's in the same pot, but it looks like it's right behind it. But uh, I would, I would possibly. Yeah, take uh, a couple of those out, uh, maybe do a transplanting. You could definitely take some cuttings and propagate all those um, really easy, like the jades and that, they they propagate really easy. And that area, a lot of the succulents will do that. So absolutely. So feel free to do that kind of thing. And right now is a good time. The days are starting to get longer. It's a good time to tidy up your house plants, do transplanting, because sometimes they go through the winter, they get a little bit uh, maybe neglected or a little bit uh, shoddy looking with no light. Um, so now it's time to spruce them up a bit, clean them up, repot them, get them some nice new soil, maybe a new pot, um, all kinds of good stuff. So anyways, it's uh, – and this thin out. And any of the leaves that are, aren't are looking great, it's always better to, to remove them than try to uh, – um, revive them because typically leaves won't once they start turning brown or yellow brown typically they won't come back it's just better off to remove them at that point and uh, and then go from there uh, here's a question for you Terry I want to plant low bush blueberry plants I heard they need to be frozen in the soil for at least six weeks is that true if so what's the best way to prepare for planting this spring the, the biggest thing with blueberries is the uh, acidity of the soil. So they like a fairly acidic soil. So um, think, you know, soils that are heavy, heavy and amended with peat. Um, and for that reason, they are a challenge um, here. So they, they can be grown, but there is that work that's needed in that planting bed. Um, <clears throat> even if you do prepare the bed with, uh, you know, and get the pH just right, um, we're watering with um, uh, very alkaline uh, water, so it's going to be you're going to be constantly be working on that pH of that soil. No, absolutely. So just and know that I'm kind of yeah. And it says I need to be frozen in the soil for at least six weeks. So that, I'm assuming that means over the winter time. That's what I took um, from that too. That that period of dormancy, and they're right. Yeah, they do the that period of dormancy, but. Um, if I was going to try a few blueberries, I would, you know, amend a, a small area um, that, you know, was maybe a little bit sheltered, uh, maybe something in the backyard up against the garage or something like that or the house. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you know, try a few. Um, we, we do carry them. At the Mound it up. Like, 
yeah, get a, like either get a bag of peat moss or even some of our potting soil, like our our spruce it up all purpose mix is is all peat based. Um, and mound up, like mix your soil 50-50 with the potting soil. Um, and that will definitely help with that. And and feed with like a 30-10-10. Um, it's a bit more acidic fertilizer, which which will definitely help with that to keep it. But whenever you're in like Vancouver or those areas, Abbotsford, where you see the blueberries, they're kind of mounded up in a soil. That way they can really, they really put what they want in the soil Right. right in right where it grows on there and it's not sitting in heavy soil so it has still good drainage but you can water it and fertilize it a little more with a lot more control and and look after it that way and we got to go again and time for another break you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary welcome back to let's talk gardening i'm Earl coombs and i'm here with terry kemper and we do have Don on the line. Let's go to Don. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Merle. Uh, my question is around a jade. It's a very old jade in a pot, in a very large pot with a number of other kind of similar plantings. I'm I'm tossing around, and so the so its branches are at the base are about almost as thick as my wrist. Yeah, I'm nice. contemplating trimming it right to the ground or potentially trimming it and then dig up the root and plant maybe some of the cutoff branches into the soil. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't know if I would take it right down, but you can definitely, like if it's getting kind of lopsided or if you want to thin it out, um, they they respond to pruning very easily If you're or if you want to kind of shape it a certain way or just if there's just, if it's just totally thick and you just want to remove a bunch of the middle branches and then reduce the size. Um, they respond really easily to that. Like they can be shaped or thinned out. Um, and then, like you were saying, you can definitely propagate any of the any of the branches that you trim off. Like they they propagate so easy. I remember when we used to take cuttings, they would just fall into the gravel underneath the benches, and they would root up in the gravel almost. So it's just so basically. They're they're one of the easiest plants out there to propagate. So, um, but like I said, without seeing it, I, I typically wouldn't cut a, a a jade with, especially if it has that thick of branches right down. Like, but I, I would definitely reduce it um, quite easily, if that makes sense. Right. Yes, it does. So, <clears throat> and my second thought was to just take off some of those upper branches and dig because the. The soil's become like as hard as a rock now. Is to remove the existing old plant that's left, cut cut it hard, and remove yeah. the existing root ball, and then plant in some of those trimmings that I've made. Yeah, absolutely. You could definitely do that. I'm um, just sort of start fresh. But they don't have huge root systems either. So a lot of the succulents with those big um, trunks like that, they won't because they hold most of the because they're used to being in the desert or different places where they it doesn't really help them that big root systems like the trees here where they need that. There they support off small root system when it rains, the the water stays close to the top, and they they have smaller root systems. So if you do pull out of the out of the ground or out of your pot, you can reduce the root system really quite easily as well. 
So if you wanted to pull it out and just sort of shake or rub a bunch of the roots off and then just transplant that one back into new soil, um, that would work just as good as well. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Hope that helps, Don. It does. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. If you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403 974 8255 and uh, it's going to be another gorgeous couple of days here we're going to hit plus five coming up which is nice um get out do any of that snow farming i know it's melting quick and uh and watch the sidewalks i know i have a spot that i found that uh, my snows i piled it on one side of the sidewalk terry and now it's uh, melting and it, it's creating a bit of a skating rink across the melting and flooding the, over the sidewalk yeah <laughs> yeah so i got to uh i'm gonna get out the shovel i'm gonna move a bunch of that snow just throw it onto the road off the one side um because it uh it is creating quite a mess well new things you learn when you when you move into a new house and you sort new of see place, how it all yeah. works absolutely see how the grade works and all that yeah yeah so and uh i don't want to create a skating rink for people walking by so anyways little things little things that you got to figure out um, couple, we got a couple more texts. Help. Actually, there was one earlier that I wanted to get to, um, about mealybugs. Morning. Welcome back. I found that, um, I think is mealybugs on my Hoya. Rinse the plant, sprayed with pure spray green one time. Do I need to spray it again? I would probably spray it a couple times, but one nice thing with mealybugs, not that there's any nice things with mealybug, but you can typically see them. Like they're that they love to go in the crack of a new typically in the newer leaves they tend to go and they create like a little fuzz like a little white fuzz that's over top of them so they're fairly easy to remove physically as well so um, a lot of times i just get a like a, a coarse or like even a, a small face cloth or or some of those uh car shining cloths and then just dip that into pure spray green and and then just rub the plant itself right in those cracks and and then just do it and then give it a good hose off after with a, a bit of pressure. And then you should be go, good because they don't really hide like a, like a spider mite or a thrip or things like that where they're really hard to see. The mealybug, as far as one benefit, is that you can see them when you have them. And they're they're pretty physical, and they get kind of sticky if you leave them, and you get that uh, white fuzz around the spot where they'll be. So fairly easy to to identify, and um, a lot of times either a Q-tip or a cloth is rubbing out those areas. We'll get rid of them, and then applying the pure spray green if there have any eggs or smaller ones that haven't created their their little house yet. And we don't get a lot of mealybugs outside, Terry. Eh? Like the odd time, you no. guess you get them on some petunias here or there, or some of the yeah. lilies get them. But uh, for the You're most right. part, they seem Typically to stick an indoor, inside. We see yeah. them on our indoor plants for the most part. Yeah. The, and like you said, the biggest thing is don't just treat it the once and say they're uh, they're dealt with. Just be diligent. And you know, if you know you've got a, a plant with them on, um, maybe move it away from other plants. Um, so that, uh, you know, they're not jumping from plant to plant sort of thing. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, just keep after them. Um, and even when you think that you've got it, don't don't get too comfortable and like, oh, that's, that's dealt with. Just keep an eye on it because if it's had it once, it, it probably could very well get it again. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I always just, uh, I typically will do it once or twice, three times um, for aphids. It's typically the rule of thumb to to deal with that. And uh, and then they usually get them under control. But it's, uh, it's it, they can be nasty, right? And if you oh, ignore can, them, yeah, yeah it's, it's not good. So, um, and here we go. Here's another one. Um, when is it a good time to trim my lilacs and how can I take them to the ground to rejuvenate them? Well, you have a, a, a little batch of, uh, of lilacs out there. I would just get a chainsaw and just go right down to the ground. You can just take those right down because there's a ton of deadwood in those ones. So if you just, just get in there with your chainsaw, make sure it's nice and sharp. Just take them right down to the ground as close as you can go. And, uh, and you might even want to even tie a rope around some of them first, like one of the, each clump. And, uh, and then maybe this makes it easier to clean up too, like tie the rope around first while they're, while they're up and then just cinch it tight. So you're more cutting like a clump. And then once you, uh, cut that, um, you can just pull it, um, cause it looks like you're on an acreage, so. You can uh, pull it over to the back of the truck or if you have a chipper of some sort to get rid of it. But, yeah, if you want to do that, right now is a fine time. Or if you want to wait till March, it would be great as well. But, yeah, if there's a bunch of deadwood like these ones, just cut them right down to the ground. And and then you should be good to go. And, oh, here we go. We got a couple more text. Um, shoots from the same plant. One doing well, one not. Uh, I think she took cuttings um from a plant from a lemon ah, which is kind of cool usually i know a lot of people propagate them with seed and uh and this person has propagated them um from cuttings it sounds like so well, the other geez. one looks like it might have um maybe just check it for bugs it looks like it might have um possibly spider mites inside it or something like that I would just take a look at any of the leaves close up. You might have, um, but man, the other one is just, it's grown, grown really, really quite well. So good job on that. It looks great. Fertilize those with 301010. Um, they love that. And, uh, and someone else was asking earlier how to get the soil a little bit more acidic, Terry. And you had mentioned peat moss. Peat moss is the easiest, the, the go-to. Um, so, um, yeah, anything that that, that peak base is going to have that higher uh, or that, that acidity that you need for acidic plants. Okay. I wonder what, um, and I had a guy from the, a hemp company, um, Hemp Alberta, drop off a couple bags of his, of his and he, he, they've used it right on, on grass. Like if yeah, it neutralizes um the dog spots and things like that as well. So we're going to test it out a bit first okay. and, and, and I've mixed some with some soil and uh, a few different things. So we're going to experiment it with a little bit. Derek's taking it up to Olds college and he's going to ask his instructors and, and stuff and maybe see if they can mess around with it a bit up there uh, at the college when he's in his Hort class and, uh, and see what they think. Cause I, I've been talking about um, hemp for quite a few years. It's just that it's kind of fibrous. It's not the best looking soil. 
So I don't know if it, if it compost it. Ooh, it'd be nice to get that electric uh, composter. And uh, hey, maybe if you're in Calgary, come stop by the garden center uh, with that, and I'll give you some of this hemp. And uh, maybe you take it and run it through that electric composter and see if it turns it more of a soil looking thing because that's part of it it kind of looks like dried out straw terry i don't know if you had a chance to see it when you're in this week no i didn't Um, see it okay when you're in next time i have some down at the potting station in the trop section and uh so we're just experimenting with it a bit but um if we could i just think it's such a good renewable resource um and it has some good nutrients in it and it's and it's renewable and it's really quite fibrous, so it's it's really beneficial to adding it to your soil. So I, I just we just need to find out a bit more of uh, of some of the pros and cons of it. So we've asked the gentleman for a few questions, so he's going to come back to us, and then we're going to do a bit of experimenting with it as well, and and see where we can use this product uh, in the garden with the most benefits because. Uh, Sometimes ripping up the peat bogs is something that, from what I understand, they don't grow back that quick. So, and I don't yeah, know just all of that. I was going to say, I was going to add that comment about peat is that we're trying to get away from sort of that reliance on you know throwing peat in our gardens. And so, it's, if this is a, a viable alternative to that, that's that's kind of exciting. So, yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna check that out myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, if you get another way to do it is you can add aluminum sulfate to your soil and that will help that will that will increase the the soil acidity as well so aluminum sulfate and that's one that you add to your spruce trees and that to get them to grow greener or to go bluer and things like that so it's it's a it's another great product all right we're going to take a break and if you want to join terry and i phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 world you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary welcome back to let's talk gardening i'm merle coons and i'm here with terry kemper if you'd like to join us phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 we are getting lots of texts and if you can uh, uh, text us like crazy love that um, it's very a convenient way. You can also add pictures and things like that. That would be great, and uh, I'd love to be able to help you out. But phone calls are great. This time of year, it's a lot easier to get through as we typically don't get as many callers, but we are getting lots of texts this morning. But if you'd like to join us on the phone lines, they are wide open, 403-974-8255. And let's go to – we do have Brian on the line. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Marlo. How you doing? Good, good. How's things? Well, you know, moving around better. I finally had to get my knee re- redone, so I'm glad that's over with. Uh, oh, nice. Did you get the knee replacement or or just the ligaments? No, I had to get a full replacement. It was uh, it was well used. <laughs> <laughs> Years of hockey and whatever else happened, eh? Yeah, you betcha. But uh, yeah, the worst of it's over, so. Got yeah, it's amazing. I see those people. You're almost up and going right the next day. It's just like, just like replacing a uh, 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 U joint in your truck, right? You just here you go. Here's your new joint, and away you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't recommend it if you don't need it, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 for sure not, for sure not. So, what can we help you with today? Well, 
you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm either uh, really stubborn or determined because uh, I'm going to ask you about hot peppers again this year. So when should I start growing yeah. Um, those you can start pretty much, um, I would like between now and, and first couple of weeks in March, cause they do okay, take a yeah, little bit longer. Some, uh, Carolina Reapers and some, uh, Scotch bonnets. Oh, nice. You're going to burn it up, eh? You betcha. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, it's typically, I wait till like the days are a little bit longer. Like if you get into March. Um, and depending if you have grow lights and things like that, I just find they just do better if we can get them outside sooner. So if you start them too early in the house, I find they sometimes get, um, without lots of airflow and the right light, I find that right. they, the bugs love them, the, the thrips and that love them, and spider mites and stuff. So it, it's just nicer um, the sooner you can get them outside in a nice hot spot um, in some nice pots. They just seem to do really well. Okay, yeah, because you know in our kitchen there, like I've got that kind of you know, little cheapo plastic greenhouse, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that should be fine. But you might even want to just get a fan or something there, just to get to keep the airflow moving. Um, okay. Peppers and that love that. Um, same if if you are growing cannabis, like a lot of the plants, they like a little bit of airflow going through. Um, All right. Because something just the stale air, it, it makes it tougher, and and without it. Um, you can get a lot more funguses and things of that. Peppers, they like well-drained soil, so make sure the soil is nice and light and uh, and then lots of light. Okay. All righty. Well, that's perfect. Thanks uh, Thanks again, Merle. Have a super day. All right. Take care. Thanks, Brian. Cheers. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Um, got another text here from Margaret. Can an elm and maple tree be pruned now? Um Elm trees, yes, because we're still in until, I think, April 1st. So you have one this month left or, or in March to uh, to prune your elms. Maples, only dead damage or disease. Um, typically, we prune maple and birch in the summertime when they're fully leafed out. Otherwise, they can uh, bleed out on you. They can um, drip like crazy if you if you prune them um in the winter time so birch and maple we wait till they're fully leafed out unless there's dead damage or disease or something that's like you said hitting you in the head um things like that i know yeah, there's a tree like on my block sorry go I'm ahead Terry. yeah anything that's just a nuisance or that just needs you know to come out um kind of as yeah. a as a safe you know safe safeguard right yeah um, so yeah, so any of that, but typically, but elm trees, they have to be pruned. It's between, um, uh, it's beginning, of, beginning of October, I believe until the end of March is, is the pruning time. And you're actually, we're not allowed to prune them after that in the, in the summertime, cause just to help, um, keep the wounds closed and healed up for the Dutch elm disease. So that's part of that, uh. Um, program and we've done a very good job keeping um, the Dutch elm out of Alberta and we have some beautiful stands of uh, big elm trees across some of the northwest uh, communities and things like that where they just cross the you're sort of like driving underneath a tunnel it's beautiful so we want to make sure they stay nice and healthy so but and then again like I was saying the maple and birch wait till 
till they're fully leafed out typically in june july we can prune those up for you and where else we got terry we got lots of text people are texting like crazy which is good and terry and i will if we can't get them on air here we will um, respond via texting back to you. Good morning. What is the best fertilizer for a Boston fir that needs transplanting into a 14-inch hanging pot and where to buy that size? We have some really nice big hanging baskets um, that uh, we should be able to help you out with that. Good soil. Um, they do like they like the 301010 too, like um, similar to an azalea, gardenia, the Boston ferns um, do well with that. If, or if you just want a good all-purpose 2020-20, the Boston Ferns will respond uh, to great. Those are one of the plants that, Terry, that have been revitalized, eh? So, Boston Ferns, Anyways, yeah. we can talk about that when we get back. Um, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper answering your questions if you'd like to join us phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 that is the talk and text line and we're going to go to evelyn good morning evelyn good morning yes you're doing a great show there thank Um, you how can we help you i have a prayer plant and forever it the tips of the sleeves go brown i'm wondering what fertilizer or what i'm doing wrong uh do you um do you you have it in like a really hot spot or i have it in the corner of a south window yeah and unfortunately the the prayer plants because it is so dry in our like do you have a humidifier in your house no okay um part of it is the dryness in our city too like it is it's very dry so a lot of the leaves like with those big foliage plants like that will tend the tips will go brown and a lot of it is just because they're it's just dried out it's just like our skin um and they don't like it really really bright so um they can take a bit of partial shade okay <clears throat> yeah yeah am i watering it not enough or something um or- I would typically they would go more if they wouldn't go brown if you weren't water enough let them dry out in between watering and it sounds like you've had it for a number of years so if you've got it this far I would assume that you're watering it properly um, because they don't like to be over wet especially because they're not in the bright bright light and I just I treat all my plants pretty similar I let them all dry out in between watering so that can vary depending on the size of the pot the location of the pot and and obviously the plant that you have in it um but i just i do um if you can't lift the pot to sort of test the the weight of it or if you can't stick your finger in it it's always good to get uh like a soil tester that just tells you like a moisture meter right yeah and i just i let them dry in between waterings and and then that way your, all your plants um, are pretty much the same. There's some that can withstand, like some of the succulents and cactus can go a little bit longer, and other plants can stay a little bit wetter. But for the most part, if you follow that rule of thumb of let them dry in between waterings, you're going to do pretty good. You're not going to overwater, and you're typically not going to underwater. Like, And a lot of the big foliage plants, 
if they get too dry, they'll tell you they they start drooping right away, and that they'll let you know when when they have when they don't have enough. So. Okay. May I ask you a second question? Of course. I have a shamrock. And okay. It looked like it looked like it had may have had. I don't know. I never saw the spider mites, but it gets little holes in the leaves and they curl a bit. So yeah. I threw it all the soil, took the little tubers, washed them all, let them sit for about a week, and then I replanted them. Okay. New soil. And are they coming back now? They're coming back great, but there's still some plants coming with holes in it and little. And yeah, if you can get a magnifying glass, maybe sort of look where some of that is. That could just be, um, I know they get that. It's sort of when they're growing, because the leaves grow quite quickly. Right. Um, so for for whatever reason, they, they're not one that you're going to get perfect foliage on all the time. Like where the prayer plant, you have those nice big leaves and they stay a little bit more perfect. The shamrocks, because right. they're just growing so quickly, and they're a lot, they're a little more tender, so even just moving them, just touching them a little bit, can cause some of that. So, oh, quite sensitive, eh? Yeah, but they respond really easy. Like if, if one goes brown or or if one has holes in it, just pick it out because it's growing so many new leaves that it's it'll fill in that spot right away. So okay, that sounds good. And, and just special- feed them like with a twenty 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 or fifteen thirty fifteen. Um, that that would be great because if if it's on your second batch uh, on the same tubers, they'll probably make sure you need them, keep them fed nicely, and then they should perform really good for you and be ready <laughs> so for my, for uh, for uh, St. Patrick's Day. Right. Uh, so my twenty four eight sixteen is not. It's just an all purpose thing, eh? Yeah, that one is a lot of nitrogen. Like that's more for. And again, I, I prefer to see something with a little bit more root system on it. That one's going to just give you a full like greenery. Like you want a more balance, like a fifteen, thirty, fifteen, twenty, 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 something like that. Uh-huh. Okay. You need more of the middle number. So. Okay, and I can get your fertilizer down here in Lethbridge. Um, no, but down there you probably want to try see if you can find something that's in the plant prod. Um varieties or if you go to your garden center they should be able to have something um there's a couple other varieties but just try and get something with a middle number and they'll have something if you go to um one of the local garden centers down there or if you happen to drive into calgary you can stop in and say hi (laughs) thank you we get lots of people coming in from Medicine Hat and Lethbridge. I, uh, so it's uh, they they seem to come and visit or they have other things going on in Calgary. So if you do happen yeah. to come in, make sure you say hi. And you're located in the south end of Calgary. Yeah, right on McLeod Trail, right when you come in on the south end of town. We're right, right. there. Yep. Well, thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Evelyn. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Um what else did I get here, Terry? Can an oh that we already answered that one. Can an elm tree and a maple tree be pruned now? We said uh, wait, better off to wait for those until summer. I think we're caught up. Oh, here we are. We got a couple more texts here, Terry. I was just looking Question. at that one. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Terry. Well, I was going to say, I just looking at that one. Someone was asking about um, using Rage Plus. Um, kind of exclusively on all their tropicals, um, is it better to use an all-purpose uh, fertilizer instead? 
What are your um, thoughts on that? I, I think if you if if that's all you're using, I don't think it's a bad thing. I always like a bit of trace element. So from some of my blooms, or if I want to get a bit more growth, sometimes I'll I'll I like to do like a thirty ten ten or 20, 20, 20, or the 15, 30, 15, just to get them blooming a bit more. But then I've had other people, they, they've used, and depends if you're changing your soil every year, um, I, I guess on your house plants, if, if, if it's, it's good stuff. It, it makes plants do what they do best, right? Yeah. And, uh, but I find sometimes I, I like to do some trace elements. I like to add a bit more nitrogen for a bit more growth or, or acidity like the 30-10-10 or a 15-30-15 if I want them to bloom more or for my lemon tree doing the 30-10-10. Um, still a bit of an old school. That's the organic method is more with the Rage Plus and the numbers right. are, um, I guess, deceiving. I think they do more than you think you're doing. So I'm probably a bit more old school, I guess. So I like to say, I like to add a bit more of the trace elements for myself. And I don't know if I'm doing that just for myself or for the plant. Yeah. <laughs> so it wouldn't, yeah. So it wouldn't hurt to just even just alternate every other. Um, well, and that's the thing, but, yeah. you, but you don't want to alternate too often because some of the stuff, like if you're using the Mike's product and, and then you're also using like a 30, 10, 10 or a 15, 30, they, you can't, they don't work good together. Like the, the some of the synthetic fertilizers will um kill off the mike's product right so if you're using mike's things like that you should just use one for that time frame to get it rooted in and do all its things that you want to do when you're transplanting and same with the rage like i i think maybe more in the off season do the rage plus all the way through like more of the winter for your house plants if you sort of want to start in october and uh, maybe once a month, October, November, December, January, February, through the winter, do that. And then when you get to some of the summer, when you're getting some heat, some some sunshine, you want to get some more blooms or a bit more growth, right. um, switch over to a, like a 30-10-10 or something 10, like 10, that. Yeah. yeah. Depending on what you're doing. But that's uh, – I know I've gotten lots of pictures from people that use Rage Plus exclusive on their s summer plants, and you can't deny that they look gorgeous and they do well. So, um, But I've also seen them where you're growing with 20-20-20, and it looks awesome. So um, I think, yeah, sort of what we said, a little bit of both. Um, either one will, will get you to where you're going. For some of the food crops, if you want to do strictly organic in the summer, um, some of that works really well as well. Like you go to the – and if you're doing the tomatoes, same thing, like you get the the calcium supplements. There's certain plants that just need a little bit more nutrients or different things. And you're gonna get that with the with the trace elements with like the fifteen thirty, thirty, ten, ten, twenty, 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 like we were right. saying. But right now we gotta get a trace element for some more commercials in here. Okay. I think, uh, <laughs> um anyways, we gotta take a break. You're listening to and let's talk gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we have uh, three callers on the line, so we're going to go to Audrey. Good morning, Audrey. Hi. Uh, Hi how, how and when you? do I take uh, cuttings off geranium plants? 
Um, right now, do you got lots of new growth on your geraniums? Yeah. Oh, they're just gorgeous. Yeah. No, right now is the perfect time. Um, okay. This is Where typically when you would forgotten. start them. Where um, you, you sort of want to take, like, you sort of when you look at them, you'll see the little joints, the little nodes. Yeah. You sort of want to take three or you'll see three or four nodes sort of thing, like where there's little, little tiny leaf, like little lines through the stem yeah. or sort of where the leaves are. So you want to take sort of three sections, two or three sections. So they'll be about a, two inches long, something like that. Oh, so I'm not going to get many. No, well, you, well, you get one off each one, um, depending on how many branching branches you got on your, uh, on your geranium right now. Um, and pick off all the blooms as well. So if it's using its energy for growing blooms right now, no, you want to no pick gross. off all those. And then you want to get a rooting hormone number one for soft tissue. A what? A rooting hormone. Oh, never yeah, it is. It helps get them rooting a lot quicker. So what okay, I do is typically I'll take, take the cuttings. I leave them sit for... Um, like a half a day or a day just out on the counter so they callus over so the okay. stems dry out um, and then I dip them I pull off the bottom leaves and the little leaf stems so that way the the line across the node is wide open and then I dip it into the rooting hormone and then right into the soil from there oh and, really? Uh, yep okay wonderful thank you very much yeah. Yeah. is it and a good time by the way to uh, prune or, or shape uh, spruces? <clears throat> um, yeah, you can get that done now. I know um, we're, we're, we're doing a lot of the spruce clean out up the center of them and then also doing any of that shaping right now and, and reducing um, spruce trees. It's a good time of year right now f to do that because then it opens up the airflow for spring when the new growth comes out. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, and uh, I know I had uh, my spruce trees done. The boys were up, and uh, I have five big spruce in my yard, and they hadn't been done for a, a quite a long time, I think. Because, anyways, such a difference, and uh, they're already thanking me. They they just seem happier. The airflow can go through nicely, and uh, and keep it going. We're gonna take another break. Um, right. I missed the last one a bit, so we're gonna take another quick one here. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper. And we're going to hit the last couple of callers we got here. We're going to go to John B. Good morning, John. Hi. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Um, How can we help I, you? I wonder if you guys can help me. I um, I planted four carrigana trees on the southeast-facing part of our property uh, about three years ago. And... They've been growing, but I noticed the foliage is not coming back on the lower branches of the tree. It's 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 there on the upper branches, but but it's just not there on the lower branches. And since we kind of got them as a privacy uh, measure, it's it's not helping. What type are they? The Sutherland Carrigana or the what type are they? I that I'm not sure. It, it's a because they do typically tree. lose their leaves uh, on I'm the not lower sure if it's like or not. Okay, as they grow, they do tend to lose their leaves on the lower part, and yeah. they'll foliage up um, at, on the higher part. 
Okay. So, so unless it's just so a common care again, it'll leaf out right to the bottom. But as it thickens up up top too, a lot of of plants will lose their foliage on the bottom. Okay. And is there anything I can do to at least slow down that process? Or um, the best thing is um, they have really small root systems. So ensure that you remove the grass around them. Use bark mulch, and 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 just ensure that you water them well and fertilize them. They're kind of one that they easy to grow, but they have really they have very fibrous root systems yeah. and not very big, so they can survive through the droughts. So sometimes we tend to forget to water them and things like that. Right. But then if they aren't getting enough water, they will lose the the foliage. Hmm. Okay. I have the same, and I have the same issues with some mugellias. Uh, the same things happening. The, the the foliage only appears at the very top, and I end up with a lot of sticks in the lower part of the yeah, tree. Yeah, that tells me that you're you just. I don't think you're getting enough water on some of your plants. Um, using yeah. utilizing the whole root system. Uh -huh. Um. So I would I would get some like good bark mulch around a lot of those shrubs. Okay. Um, and just ensure that they're not buried too deep, and. And then just ensure that you're fertilizing and water. Use a 15, 30, 15. Let's get your roots nice and healthy again or the Rage Plus. Okay. And uh, and then go from there. Okay. That sounds All right. like a plan. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, John. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right. We're going to go to another John. Good morning, John. Hi, Hello. John. Hello? Hi, John. You had a question about compost? Uh, no, I have some information for you. Okay, awesome. How can you help us? Go to Lomi.com. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, the the person who she sent me that info, so we're gonna we're gonna try some of that hemp. Do you have one of these uh composters? No, I haven't, but I'm intimately familiar with the product. Uh, the company also, it's a Canadian company. They operate out of Kelowna. And, okay, nice. And uh, just go to their website, and you'll see a commercial application and uh, so on. And that's all I had to say just to... Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I actually just got to their website right now. That's L-O-M-I. I'm going to chat with them and see if I can get some of these uh, into our store. I'd like to try them out. And, uh, yeah, cool. Thank you so much for the On, on there, there's the information. A, if you go to the commercial app, there's a uh, – how if you go to the wholesale on their website yeah. there, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll tell you what to do. Yeah, no, I see that. Thank you so much. Okay. And Thank then actually, you. I'll work on getting them on the show. They can give us some firsthand information. Sounds good. Perfect. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. And Terry, I got uh, one quick question for you. Hi, we're wondering, when should we prune our May Day? Prune your May Day? Uh, I would, if it was me, I would I would wait till the show was over. Because um, we, you know, that's why we grow those is that that, that one of the first early flowering trees that we have. Um, yep. uh, allow it to bloom. Uh, and then I would look at um, doing some pruning after after that. Yes, for sure. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless there's dead damage or a black knot. I know I was driving underneath uh, a tree. It's on my block and it's hanging into the road. So it's sort of hitting some of the cars uh, that drive by on their roof. And it's just uh, full of black knot. So I'd like to see that one get pruned up. Um, so any of those you see, any of the black knot, dead damage, disease on your Maydays, Schubert's, things like that. Right away. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, just just general shaping. I would do it after after it's flowered. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you don't want to lose that uh, those beautiful blooms, do you? So. No, because most of those blooms are set um, as soon as it's finished flowering. So uh, you waited all year for it. Might as well let that show happen and, and and then prune it. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, Terry, for uh, helping me out again today. All right. Um, this just flew by again like crazy today. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, and we'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary. Nine one one. Nine one one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.